welcome back. It's Patch Notes. Um, it's me. It's John Bernhard. It's it's yeah, we're just we're all here. It's amazing. We're back. Yeah. Um, uh, we're celebrating Thanksgiving by getting together um, and online on each other and uh, sharing the news. And the yeah, virus. we're we're all we're eating a big leg of turkey each. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's disgusting. I bought the worst kind. It's horrific. Um, yeah, just I, I I baked it for twenty four hours in a five hundred degree oven. Uh, Ken Tremendous is it's the kind of turkey that Ken Tremendous posts about. That, <laughs> Nothing no makes me sadder that, than what happened that. to Ken Tremendous. Yeah. Um, what 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 have I what have you become, my sweetest friend? Yeah. Um, well, anyway, yeah, we're back. Uh, it is Thanksgiving. There's actually like a decent amount of news. We took a couple of weeks off, and uh, by doing so. We uh, magically produce news. We, uh, we allowed it to accumulate. Yeah, we allowed um, it to simmer a little bit. Like just you know, just let it, uh, let it let it really get in there. The news is built up and now has to be released through a pressure valve mm. uh, onto you, the unsuspecting audience. Boom. Um. Uh. So before you die, um, in this uh, in this uh, blaze. Uh, John, I would like to want, I would like to ask, what have you been up to? How how have you been doing in uh, in this the season of pandemics? Uh, it's been busy and horrible. Um, a lot, busy of, a lot and of family horrible. stuff. People moving around. Uh, people coming. People uh, going. We had um, my sister and my brother in law have been living with us for a while, um, and they just moved out. Um, and doing all of that and trying to maintain. Because they moved into my grandmother's house and uh, trying to maintain, doing that and trying to maintain the vestige of a bubble was basically a farce. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not like it's it's funny because like uh, we're <laughs> they were they were living here for like uh, three months or something two months um, and they're moving out like the week before Thanksgiving. So they're going to be like we could if they they could have stayed a week longer and we'd had an actual Thanksgiving, uh, but instead they're going to be uh, on the Zoom. That's a weird move. Yeah. Well, they want. As I said, I think I said a while ago, we we had their dog here too, mm-hmm. and um, like six people and two dogs was too much for this for this house. <laughs> I mean, six people and two dogs is a lot for a lot of houses. It's yeah. not like you're you're living in squalor or something if you say that. Yeah. Um, so you know, we we love each other, but we had also probably had enough of each other uh, by that point. And so now, you know, they're in um, my mother's, the house my mother grew up in, which is three stories and needed to have a bunch of work done on it. Mm-hmm. Um. Before anyone can move in there again, of course. And um, so they're they're moving in, and you know, hmm, excuse me, they're moving in. The work isn't done. They're going to have to continue to renovate it. Um, and we can't, like, in good faith, go over there and help them. Oh, um, no, sure, because <laughs> I mean, it's it's COVID time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they they get to have fun with that, and you know, maybe after the vaccine and all this is over. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have Easter to get. No, Easter. Easter seems like it's still a bit too soon for for this to be for this to be. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we're ever going to do together. Included. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't you don't you don't want my opinion on this? I'm 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 very black pilled when it comes to this these days. I'm I'm not having a good time with it. I'm just I, I hate it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, the vaccine sounds like it's effective. Also, if you read into what it is, it's like an RNA editor, which is, um, I'm not a scientist, but that sounds quite a bit more aggressive (laughs) than the usual vaccine, which is just, you know, to provoke the immune system response Hmm. uh, with a a normal amount of the the disease instead of, like, editing the disease itself to... It's kind of screwed up that you'd say that. I didn't think you were a Luddite, John. Yeah, well, no, I'm a huge Luddite. Luddites were, uh, were, were... Oh, right. I, yeah, no, you're right. Le- the Luddites were actually pretty, pretty tight. Yeah, they were labor organizers. Yeah. They were fantastic. Yeah. Um, they so, okay, a, well, I didn't really mean actually rap. like a literal historical Luddite. Yeah. Uh, instead, capitals. Uh, I'm one of capitals' uh, caricatures of a Luddite. That's what I am. <laughs> That's correct. That's right. Um... So, John, uh, I hope all that comes to pass and we all have our RNA edited and uh, Bill Gates installs the microchip. I'm ready for the microchip, Mr. Yep. Gates. Uh, give me the microchip. I will take it. Uh, you win. Um, I don't think there's actually a microchip, but what if there was? I'd still take it. Yes. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that aside, uh, there's video games happening. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break from tradition and, and ask you at the beginning here, what what have you been playing? Have you been playing anything interesting? Uh, I've been, like, going back through the catalog. Um, mm. I've been playing a lot of Grim Dawn again. I've talked about that a couple times on this show. Uh, I reinstalled Mass Effect Andromeda because um, I'm going to write about it because uh, in a slightly a slight news thing, um, on N7 Day, November 7th, Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, which, they're releasing uh, the uh... which Bioware has decided is their is their fake holiday um, for. It's a pretty Mass solid Effect fake stuff. holiday. Yeah, I mean it's it's no May the fourth, um, but you know they, they, they arguably uh, better than May the fourth. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, they dis- they announced that they're remastering the first three Mass Effect games. Uh, it does not actually look like they're remaking any of them. Like it's just going to be it's just going to uh, be new graphics. Nicer. Yeah. yeah. Probably controller support finally for Mass Effect One and Two on the PC, That's that, nice. which is really bizarre that they did not have controller support. Well, at yeah, launch since it because started those as games, game. yeah, yeah, that, came out for the Xbox and the P. Uh, you know, I can't imagine playing those games without a controller. Someone gifted me a long time ago Mass Effect Two on the on the PC, and I never really played it because, famously with Mass Effect, I um, I played the whole game. Uh, famously to myself, of course. I'm not famous mm-hmm. any other way. Um, I played the whole game except uh, the ending. I just oh. I did everything, and I was like, I don't feel like ending a game. I, I liked this game, and so I just you know whatever. I <laughs> just I just didn't end it. Why bother? Uh, did you at least have to choose which um, crew member died? Did you get to uh, wasn't that a Mass Effect one? Yeah. Did I have to kill someone else? Oh, again? Uh, well, now in Mass Effect two, you can kill like the entire crew. Well, yeah, if, if you don't make bonds up. with them. Yeah. Um, I made bonds with all of them. I did all the side stories. Ah. Uh, um, I just was like, you know what? I know what's going to happen. They're going to live now. That's yeah. Um, I'm done. <laughs> so they... Uh, I, I killed Ashley. Good. Uh, I kill... K- I always kill Caden. Because you're a nationalist. Bastard. Yeah, I, fucking annoying Canuck bastard. Um, if you let <laughs> him annoying, live... More annoying than the racist. Yes. Um, if you let him live um, in Mass Effect 3, his entire... Like, in Mass Effect 3, at the very end... Uh, in the Citadel DLC, uh, mm-hmm. because very famously they fucked up the ending to Mass Effect. Mass yes. Effect Three is a very is was a disaster of a game. Um, People forgot because of how bad Andromeda was. Um, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Mass Effect Three 
is one of those games like mass effect 2 bailed that game out so hard like <laughs> people just like forget how bad everything about mass effect 3 except hanging out with your buddies was <laughs> like uh like the, the entire plot of mass effect 3 revolves around like this whiny ninja guy kai leng uh just you know dropping into the plot at random and you know uh destroying various things and then leaving the plot it, it's like it's like you're fighting someone's like self-insert fanfic guy which you are <laughs> because kyling is actually from like one of the novelizations and they just oh. like brought him from a novelization at, that happened after me2 into the me3 story and he's like someone's oc well, that's um, weird. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. That guy sucks so much. And, and you know, and, and the plot of Mass Effect 3 is is mostly garbage because um, it's it's dealing with it's trying to pay off. Like the whole the thing about the Mass Effect trilogy, right, is it's about this um, these uh, Lovecraftian star horrors coming to kill the galaxy. And that which is kind of like what most of them are. Okay. Yeah. But that works a lot better before the Star Horrors actually get there. No one ever is actually able to pull off the Star Horrors arriving and being Star Horror-like. So Mass Effect 3 uh, got a new ending, basically. They they patched the ending with DLC. And part of that is this, like, you you have this big house party with all the characters from... Uh, the series that have survived, and if and if Game Kaiden, Master Anthony the DLC, and if Kaiden makes it there, like you're you hanging out with Kaiden is like, and this is I I think you have to be romantically involved with him, which means he has to be female Shepherd, and and have been romantically involved with Kaiden of all characters, um, being female Shepherd and not being romantically involved. If you're if you're playing Het female Shepherd and not being involved with Garrus, I mean, what are you? Yeah, doing? I mean. One, being het female shepherd uh, means you're already, like, closing off the more interesting characters like Liara. But het female shepherd with Kaiden? Well, you know what? Let's not yuck anyone's I mean, everyone's got their tastes. Yeah. 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 No, no, fuck those people. Anyway, because because that scene, that (laughs) scene you get with him is him, like, explaining Canadian breakfasts or something and talking Mm. about Vancouver. Um, Because Vancouver, of course, is where the... the, um, like all sci-fi properties, um, is where uh, Mass Effect 3 begins because that's where the capital of Earth is. Yeah. Uh, where it gets bombed. Anyway, enough about Kaiden. Be- because all of, all of sci-fi is written by Don Hughes. Um, I'm playing Mass Effect and Drama again, which I believe firmly is, uh, it's certainly better than 3. Um, I put it about on par with Mass Effect 1. Um, has much better companions. The plot is garbage as it's as bad as i remembered like you can't go from so i did i did just criticize the series with its star lovecraftian star horror but that shit actually yes. worked for the first two games you, yeah you i mean the endings were great but they were yeah. fine like you can't actually go from lovecraftian star horror where the fate of the galaxy rests uh in the balance and on the shoulders of the player character to the plot of mass effect andromeda which is like the villains are these like space romans Mm. Uh, in a declining, like, spa- debauched space Roman empire. And they're, like, uh, squabbling. Like, in the, in the, you're, and the game takes place in, like, one sector, one far-flung remote sector of this space empire. And it's, like, you know, squabbling over a satrap, um, you know, it, it rebelling against 
uh, you know, space Rome. And it's like, yeah. these guys are just, you know, the stakes are not there. <laughs> um, and, and there's the, yeah, there's this uh, underlying, like, uh, terraforming uh, sci-fi thing that never really gets fully baked because when they do finally, like, pay off um, the quote-unquote overplot of Andromeda, you realize it's actually just Halo. Like oh, the last um, the last Yikes. mission of Andromeda has you because you you drive around in this. Uh, you remember the Mako from Mass Effect One, right? Yeah, I didn't like driving it, but I liked what it was. Right. Uh, so you get sort of you sort of get one of those. You get a better version of that that you drive around constantly in Andromeda because it's semi open world. Um, okay. Basically, you get these giant plots of of terrain, open world terrain. Uh, for you to drive around and do missions on. And, the, you know, your planets aren't, like, hubs like they are in Mass Effect 1 where there's just a bunch of corridors and rooms. Uh, it's like an open-world, overworld area. Okay. Um, so you're always, I like you're, the corridors and rooms. Yeah. Well, you're driving that thing around the entire time. And the last mission of the game is, like, you know those sections in Halo where you get where the Master Chief drops in on the Warthog? And you're yes. just like driving down when you've got the, the halo ring coming up at you in the background. It's cool. It's v- the last section of the game is basically that with. The, I mean, if you're going to rip off something. Yeah. Though. I mean, it, it, it's fine. Um, it, I've complained about this before, but it feels like that game didn't have a story Bible. Like hmm. um, the overplot has two rough halves. Like, And you're so, big on the Bible, as I recall. Yes, I'm, I am. Um, I am, I'm, I am, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I, I think that it should be read. Uh, in the original uh, Greek, I believe that mass should not be held in the common tongue. Uh, I am very big on tradition and the holy book. Um, but in this case, uh, the two halves of the game just, like, feel like they were done by different groups that weren't talking to each other. So the the premise of Andromeda is... Um, you are, the, the, the Reapers are coming, uh, humanity knows the Reapers are coming, and this is a, uh, a, you know, a backdoor last gasp, okay, we think we're gonna lose, so let's send basically all these arcs of, of, um, sentient alien species from this galaxy, and let's send them to another galaxy, uh, to live, uh, in case the Reapers actually succeed in destroying all life in this galaxy yet again, because that's what they do. Okay, yeah, that makes sense, sure. Um, uh, and there was, like, some half-baked takes on, like, how this was colonialism. Um, yeah, which, in, in a sci-fi thing? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and they sort of got around that by making the, like, Making it so that you are already arriving into a colonial set- setting, like like the people who are in charge there are are already imperialists. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like you know everyone's doing imperialism. Um, so what happens? Love to do imperialism. Yes. In these games. So what happens is your arcs arrive in this galaxy. Uh, you know, after six hundred years in cryosleep. Uh, you arrive in the Andromeda Galaxy. That's where the name comes from. Naturally, of um, course. And everything goes wrong, of course. Um, <laughs> everything goes right, and the game is over. Yeah. Um, you arrive late. Uh, some 
uh, you know, a ship, the, 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 the ships that arrived before you had a disaster happen. Uh, there was a mutiny and half the crew fucked off to become like space raiders. Cool. Um, and this is the key disconnect because for the space raiders arc, one of the two halves is the, the space raiders were the, 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 um, the colonists and members of the Andromeda team who left basically joined local organized crime. Um, oh, okay. They've been there like 30 years. Like, it, it, that's the, the, you get the impression that the, uh, the revolt was recent, but not, you know, yesterday. Um, you know, they, they've had time to filter into the to the galaxy to set up crews to you know raid the space lanes to get into fights with the local smugglers to get into fights with the local you know space romans to establish you know uh infrastructure basically as criminals uh this is why they're dangerous this is you know why you're shooting at them yeah sure the other half of the game is you making first contact with the aliens that live there Whoa, okay. But how can That's you surprising. be making, like, so in one plot, you're the first humans who have ever laid eyes on this, on this new section of the galaxy, this new, uh, this, in, in, in this new galaxy. You're the first humans that, and Asari and Turians and whatever that these people have ever seen. You know, how is you're that doing possible? first contact. And in the other plot, you're fighting against your crew people who have been like collaborating with these aliens for 30 years for you know years they well, just chilled out they yeah just, like they just kind of i don't know like you, you could you could like um what do they do like it's like it's like in men in black mm-hmm. with the memory wiping um, or yeah all the all the disguises and stuff yeah. too um so it's, it's very strange um i do think the companions in Andromeda are better than the companions from the original Mass Effect. Whoa. Uh, people get people get it twisted, like because ME two was so good that like it backfilters and they remember the ME one companions is better than they are. Like ME one Liara and and ME one Garrus both sucked shit. Liara was. I liked ME one Liara fine, but I, I, it's been a long time. Since she I is it. incredibly by the like. It's like, it's like you're talking to a white mage from Final Fantasy oh, when you're talking okay. to ME one Liara. She is just uh, the goody goody child professor, like who you know. Um, oh my stars! I I I'm just here to do research. I don't know how the galaxy works, and you know <laughs> this is why it's funny when she becomes the head of all organized crime. Uh, yeah. in the galaxy in Mass Effect 2. Like, this is a character arc. It pays off. That's where, you know, lo- the arc becomes interesting, but you still have to eat your broccoli in ME1 and deal with this, like, uh, ivory tower uh, ingenue who had, you know, who was whose basically ongoing joke was that you were more or less uh, babysitting her um, mm-hmm. because she, like, did not realize how the galaxy worked while her mom was working with, uh, Saren, the, the villain of the game, um, to help the, uh, you know, Reapers indoctrinate and take control of the, of the, uh, galaxy's government. Um, and then Emmy one Garrus is this, like, cop. Yeah, who's, that's all. His main character trait is that he likes doing police brutality. 
Um, <laughs> no, I, I, like seriously, that's his. That's his. That's his thing. Like the the reason you get to uh, he joins your crew is because um, the Citadel police force won't let him sufficiently uh, ignore protocol and brutalize people while trying to um, trump up a case on Saren, the the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Saren is actually guilty. He is actually an evil man who killed a bunch. Who, you know, is trying well, to destroy always, the galaxy. I mean, any sort of any sort of cop propaganda where there's like you're ginning up a case against someone, they have to be obviously guilty. Yeah, because you have to be like, well, it's okay. But Garrus's whole th- driving force is that like Saren got one over on him. Not that like Saren's evil, but that he got <laughs> one over on him. And you know, Garrus is just willing to say, you know, fuck it. Let's 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 do let's do brutality. Let's do crimes. Um, Let's do some crime. And, you know, he's and he's like a renegade type character there, like which is, you know, why it's an interesting move when he goes from like that character, that cop into the archangel, the very silly archangel character in Mass Effect 2, which is where everybody actually starts to like Garrus. Yeah, um, right. Um, because of, of these evolutions, these Growths, even if they are basically talking in genre cliches, both Liara and Garrus are deeply genre material. Um, and, you know, and even Mass Effect 2, there are the highs of Mass Effect 2, like Tally and uh, the Geth stuff and um, and Garrus and uh, the Liara Shadow um, Keeper or whatever the guy's name is, Shadow Broker, Shadow Broker DLC. Uh, even with those highs, you still have to deal with um, Jack. <laughs> And Jacob. Oh, yeah. And, God, and, awful. And Jacob, who is the worst character in any of the Mass Effect games. Uh, just this blank slate nothing of a character. Like, he, he's worse than Kaiden in terms of how interesting he is. Even Kaiden's more interesting than Jacob. And then his loyalty mission is this insane, like... Uh, this insane, like... Uh, this... Uh, Jacob's father, like, crash, absent father who, like, never loved him. Jacob is a black man, by the way. His father, you know, his father that he is, that that abandoned him, apparently did so because he crash-landed a ship on a planet and became, like, a harem master because he mind-controlled all the women so he could (laughs) fuck them all the time. Yeah, okay. Right. And it's just like... what are we doing here? Well, <laughs> what are we playing? What troops are we playing with in this uh, loyalty <laughs> mission? And it's like because like and like <laughs> it is and like it ends with Jacob giving his dad this big speech about like responsibility and family and you know not enslaving people to fuck them. Um, and I don't. I have never met like he plays a very minor role in Mass Effect Three. Frankly, I think everyone would have been fine if he just stayed – if he, he, he just exited the franchise entirely after two. It's weird that um, he's in three. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's a very – it's a nothing part. Like um, you meet him on like a uh, – because obviously the the plot of three, like the actual plot instead of the, the, Reaver thing, the Reaper thing that's overseeing it is that um, evil space Martin Sheen is trying to kill you. I love Evil Space Martin uh, Sheen, the, the man with no face. The illusory, the illusory man, yeah. something like that. The See, elusive everyone's man. Everyone's new Zoom backwards. The elusive <laughs> man. Zoom background, rather. Yeah, um, which is basically Martin Sheen with like some uh, sci-fi contacts in. 
Is he? Is he? Is it Martin yeah, Sheen? Yeah, it it's, feels like it. Okay, it is ahead. not only it's not only voiced by Martin Sheen, but the the elusive man's likeness is it's Martin Sheen's face, basically. Um, it's it's old president. Um, it's Jeb Bartlett with um, yeah president deals with like uh, cyberpunk eyes. Uh, he's got these weird eyes that um, are very obviously um, signs of Gethin, you know, of of Reaper indoctrination. Um, which is supposed to be some big shock, I guess. Uh, mm. But it's really, really very obvious. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's super obvious. I mean, he's I mean, he's trying to kill you. He's also your boss, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty clear from the, it, from the get-go that he's not a nice man. So, yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda has... Uh, doesn't have any characters that can hit the highs of Tally or uh, Garrus in 2 and uh, Liara in 3 because Liara rejoins the, the main cast in 3, uh, just simply because you don't have enough time with them. You get one game with, yeah. with them. Uh, but there's no Jake... Uh, uh, sorry, not Jake. Uh, there's no Jacob. Uh, no Jacob tier guy. No um, Jake area. There is a... There's another soldier character, obviously. Each one of these games has a soldier, like a human soldier, that is the that is your, uh, your guy who uses guns and is always like the grounded, rational, reasonable by the book well not always by the book but like he's like he's the voice of the common uh human everyman uh in mass effect one this was both caden and ashley uh yes in mass that's why you had to pick one to die yeah in mass effect two it was jacob uh in mass effect three it was james vega who was played by freddie prince jr if i recall correctly <laughs> played by the actor who played vega in <laughs> street fighter two yeah um and hey do you know the story about have i told you the story about freddie prince jr and punisher Warzone you that, have, I, that i've heard you have not so apparently i so lexi alexander is now basically just like a person on twitter who says dumb things which is a shame because uh she seemed kind of interesting as a director for like a hot second mm. um but uh she did um she did uh the punisher Warzone, and she's uh you know the Jigsaw in that movie is played by um, I always forget his actual Dominic name. Dominic West, the guy who plays yes, Dominic West, the guy who plays uh, McNulty, and uh, um, apparently that was like they were just always going to have Dominic West play. Like that was you know from from the get go that was the idea. Um, but uh, I, I think it was I think it was on like the the um, the podcast. How did this get made? That that I heard this like they were talking to Lexi Alexander about Warzone because they liked Warzone. So they had her on instead of making fun of the movie. And she was like, oh, yeah, like um, we actually had a really, really good inter like uh, audition by this guy that you would never expect. Uh, she's like, I guess I could tell you who it is. It was Freddie Prince Jr. Yep. And she's like, Freddie Prince Jr. was incredible as Jigsaw. I yeah. wanted to cast him instantly and I, I just couldn't. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Freddie Prince Jr., he's had a fantastic second career um, as a voice actor. Um, mm hmm. You, you get the feeling that, like, once his heartthrob leading – he was never really suited to be the heartthrob leading man guy to begin with. It never mm -mm. seemed to dispositionally – As a teen, it worked. Yeah. Like, or like a, a Hollywood-aged teen, so 18 to 26. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that, that phase of his career pretty much definitively ended with Wing Commander. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's been <laughs> – so much of people's careers ended with Wing Commander. Yeah. Uh, he's been a voice actor uh, now, for a really good one for like a decade or so. He was uh, he's Vega in Mass Effect Three. He's the Iron Bull in Dragon Age Inquisition. He's um, uh, the older Jedi whose name I'm blanking on um, in the Star Wars Rebels TV show. Mm. Um, so he's been, he's basically been doing that sort of like. 
not leading man, but, you know, sort of grumpy, disaffected um, action, uh, like supporting cast male role uh, for quite mm-hmm. a while now. Uh, and he, he was very good as Vega in Mass Effect 3. Uh, problem was that character really had nothing to do. Um, and <laughs> Naturally, it's a... You know, if it's a good character, sometimes they just uh, yeah, I don't know what to do I with mean, that's, that's the thing. You, you introduce a new character in Mass Effect 3, and what ac- oxygen is he going to have with all of Correct. your favorites coming back? Uh, like, obviously, you know, uh, I, I want to say, like, Jack, who isn't actually even a party member in 3. She's uh, like an NPC. Uh, she gets more interesting stuff to do in that plot. Uh, because she is a very important NPC for a, for a section of the game, uh, she gets more important and interesting stuff to do in that game than than uh, Vega does. Um, so uh, Mass Effect Andromeda has Liam in it, who is this? Uh, I think he's supposed to be uh, uh, he's a he's a black Englishman. I think he's supposed to be from like North North England, something like that, like okay. Manchester, somewhere okay. like that. Sure, why not? Um, and he's a former like private security contractor. Um, who bounced around a bit after the first contact war. Um, it's, it's funny because he, there's another character in the game, uh, the best of the Krogan characters they've ever had, a guy named Drac. And Drac's whole deal is that... Um, isn't Drac... Drac's in Mass Effect 2, isn't he? No, no that's... Uh, that's either Rex... You're thinking of something... Drac's new, but he okay. is that guy. Um, like, like there's a... There is... A, Krogans are always, like, that guy. Like, he, there's the guy who he's like the guy who is always angry, and you know loves guns and loves war, right, of course, and loves talking about fighting, um, and that's Drac, uh, and he, he's he's this guy's the best version of it because he's been he's the oldest one of these guys like Rex in Mass Effect One and and once he becomes a head of Clan Erdnot in Mass Effect Two, um, is you know is trying to prove himself, uh, Grunt. Who is the um, Krogan in Mass Effect Two? Um, is is you know he's tank boy. He's like a clone, so he's trying to like prove that he's Krogan at all. This guy right. is like hundreds and hundreds of years old. Knows exactly who he is, and mostly just shit posts in real life now. <laughs> like um, there's actually it's funny because one of the one of the great things about Andromeda is uh, everybody basically hangs out in group chat. Like all the time, like people, like you've always got like space Discord open, so anybody can just <laughs> jump in and start talking at any point in time in the conversation, and like everybody treats this as normal, uh, which is an interesting. It's a fun, it's a great way to get around like who's in your party, right? Yeah, I was gonna say I really like that they did that instead of like, oh, now I have to go and talk to every single person in my uh, in the, on the ship again. Yeah. I guess that it's, it's it's time for me to talk to every person on the ship. Yeah, uh, and they do have stuff like that. Like if um you have to have like a, a tense a narrative scene with someone, you'll actually have to go to their to their special appointed room on the ship, and there's an actual cutscene there and stuff like that. But when you're just talking, like people are jumping in and out of out of group chat and you know talking in your headset the entire time. Uh, and there's also like an internal forum, like an internal Reddit for the ship. Um, <laughs> so like you know, Drax and Drax like just posts pictures of guns. That's all he does. <laughs> it's like when when someone's having a sad emotional moment, or like uh, their grandmother dies, or like something happens wrong in the cryo area, Drax's way of consoling them is just posting pictures of large guns. 
uh, Prospector, the video game character. Yeah, he is. Um, he is. Drax is is very incredible. But yeah, Liam is the best of the uh, uh, of the soldier guys by far. You've got this uh, archaeologist character PB, who is sort of like a. T- it's like if you know how Le- it's how Le- they'd write Liara from Mass Effect One in twenty. 20- 19 when this game was released mm-hmm. which means a lot more like tumblr um okay. not necessarily in a bad way but not necessarily in a good way just sort of like in a way <laughs> uh like she acts like a 17 year old even though she's like 400 um and it massively pisses off the rest of the crew uh they hate her. like <laughs> okay. like you know like it's a, it's a very silly character, but the the rest of your military ship reacts appropriately to having to deal with a um, a sorry teen on board. Um, okay, yeah, sure. And then you've got like uh, you've got the Cora character who is like this random biotic. the The story with the biotics in the Mass Effect is that like they're um, they're human space wizards. They're the, they're the people who throw you know stuff around with their mind. They've yeah, got the special very powers. Useful. They're very useful, but they also you know, they've got that with great power comes great responsibility plot going on. Kaiden had that. Jack had that. Uh, Miranda had that. Um, They're all. I didn't like Miranda. Didn't care for Miranda. M- Miranda is a bitch. That is the character. Like, that is, you know, that is the Ice Queen paragon um, that you're supposed to deal with. And there's no, like, that. She never, like, melts. Like, she never stops being, like, she's a. If you, if you read X Men characters comics she's like space emma frost um she is just you know that alpha personality tier one type um who is you know supposed to help you uh, do human supremacy is her job uh, she's you know like ashley is like a normal racist uh whereas um Miranda is like the advanced eugenics version of, of space. A racist. Yeah. I, I, Miranda herself, you know, is recovering, is a recovering racist, but her father is like a Nazi. Yes. Um, and, and not even really a space Nazi. He feel, like he seems like he's an actual Nazi. Like he, they, uh, they unfroze one of the Windsors or something. Um, and that's who Henry Lawson is. Cause you, you, I don't think you ever meet him in person, but you certainly do, uh, hear a lot you hear a lot about him and like he sends his goons after you a couple times um and you hear yeah well yeah the thing with miranda is that she and her sister um are the results of a eugenics breeding program uh they are if you have a nazi dad you may as well look the part they are genetically engineered to be like the the perfect humans because he is the one of the biggest bankrolling supporters of cerberus cerberus the uh fanatical um human supremacist uh space terrorist organization in the mass mm-hmm. effect trilogy uh and you never really get that one thing you never really get is obviously by having andromeda is this weird take place in this weird backwater um like nowhere hub of this uh space roman empire is you don't get the politics stuff that Mass Effect 1 through 3 had. And even though the pa- the politics stuff in Mass Effect 1 through 3 was really basic, like, people still love that stuff. Like, they loved the council. Um, they loved, you know, the, the, the various minor races griping about humanity's ascension um, 
in the the pecking order of the species. Uh, mm-hmm. They loved to help Cerberus going out there and you know bombing Asari transports and you know killing you know doing war crimes on Ilium and shit like that. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, and the biggest problem with Andromeda is they completely dropped the ball on making the new area interesting in a world building sense. And because mm-hmm. it, it's, it feels like they were too attached to having one foot back in the old, um, the old material with the old species and the old races with the Asari. You know, they felt they needed to check all the boxes for all the pe- all the characters and factions that fans loved from the first three games, and mm-hmm. they didn't have enough time to create cool new stuff. Um, That's a shame. Yeah, uh, and there were teasers that. They're going to um, they're, they're they're gearing up to do more stuff in the Mass Effect universe. People were saying that Andromeda was so bad that it was going to kill the IP, and that never for, seemed... for a while it looked like it was right. Well, it it's been what like two years since that game came out. No. Three years. It was it was twenty seventeen. No, it's been it's been longer than that. Mass Effect Andromeda. Pretty sure that was twenty seventeen. No. Yeah, March twenty first, twenty seventeen is when Mass Effect oh, and Drama came that? out. Uh, so you know we're in a in normal in a normal dev cycle, like we'd be looking for a game next year from this franchise. Like, uh, no, that's fair. Um, so yeah, people were I, I, the idea that you could that one you can kill an IP for good in this in this current. Um, it is kind of a yeah. I mean, it, it's a system. Farce, like of yeah, course. of course. Like it, it's possible that we never go back to the Andromeda Galaxy. I don't. Th- I think we're going to though. Uh, like some, they're they they they're teasing a new game. They're teasing new content, um, and some of that content looks like it has the um, the terraforming crap from Andromeda in it. So I, I you know I love I love when games do stuff where like there has been a a version where. You know, people didn't like it. Like, people were just like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't like this version of the game. I just think it's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And then they make it, like, integral to the lore. Yeah. Like, VR missions. Like, <laughs> in Metal Gear Solid. Like, I don't know. That, that's, now that's part of, like, the, 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 the main lore you have to know. You have to have played VR missions to understand this. Like, I, I, I think that's cool. I think it's cool when, uh, when developers are spiteful. Yeah. So I hope they do. Well, that. I mean, here's part of the problem is they've, written, they've sort of written themselves out of being able to do stuff in the main galaxy. Like they're oh, yeah. they're sort of at the point where they have to undo some of the consequences from Mass Effect 3's ending, or start doing prequel stuff. And prequel stuff is going to be boring as shit because humanity had only like entered the scene in Mass Effect uh, some twenty years before the first game begins. Garrus Origins. Yeah, like basically the only way to to do a prequel to the Mass Effect trilogy is to do Mass Effect 1 again, but shittier, with less options. Um, so, yeah. Cool. I, so I think what I'm, I'm for it. What they're going to do is they're going to return to the Andromeda Galaxy. Uh, they're going to find some way to, like, do the Reaper shit again. Like, all your friends mm-hmm. from, like, they're going to try to find some way to make, a, to bring characters from the original trilogy over to the Andromeda Galaxy, defeating the entire point of the Andromeda project, like the entire idea that this is a new beginning. They're going to, you know, they're, they're, they're just going to go, Oh, okay. Uh, here is our, you know, space reason for like time travel or whatever to just pull, uh, Liara and Edie and 
um, you know, everyone but Shepard, basically. I don't think Shepard is ever coming back. Um, that seems reasonable. But we'll, I, like, if they're going to do Mass Effect again, you can bet that there's going to be some friendly old faces coming over, I bet. And there's sort of a way to do that. Um, if you haven't be the villains, like, if the <laughs> idea is that the Reapers win, because there is an ending in Mass Effect 3 where the Reapers win. Uh, uh-huh. Where the Reapers went and indoctrinate the galaxy and kill everyone. Um, and if you want to bring over characters from the original Mass Effect, maybe you bring have them like show up out of nowhere, and it doesn't make any sense why like you know Tally and Garrus have shown up. And the answer is because uh, they're not actually Tally and Garrus; they're Reapers. Would that mm-hmm. make would that make the fans a lot angrier when you did the reveal? Probably so. But, you know, maybe you also say, oh, but they, uh, they, they kept the original Tally and Garrus alive in these tanks um, so they could make these clones of them. Um, and then you free the real Tally and Garrus and all of the, the, sh- the shippers on the fan boards um, throw, like a, go go, sh- throw a party like at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. Right, sure. Um, yeah, so the, the, the exact mechanics of it don't matter. They're, but in fiction, there are always ways to stupidly bullshit your way into the position you want to be in. And I think moving forward, Mass Effect Andromeda, if they, they if they make another one of those games, is going to find ways to stupidly bullshit stuff from um, the original trilogy into that game. Um, like, the easy no-brainer one is, is Edie, the computer AI, because she's a computer AI. Like, you can just have another Edie show up. Like, we oh, we copied her over onto this computer database and sent her on this ship. With the uh, with the with the Quarians or whoever, whichever you know, who, whoever didn't show up in Andromeda, so you never met her then. <laughs> like she, like that. Uh, frankly, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't go for that easy layup um, in Andromeda itself. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever they do next. I'm I'm playing it right now. Um, I had forgotten that on the save file that I that I'm playing in Andromeda. Um, I made my main character to look like tom brady um that's a that's a weirdly weird choice yeah well what happened was i was uh as i was like just hitting randomize over and over and over again and one of the uh randomizations of all their features uh landed with a guy who looks almost exactly like tom brady um and so i chose it and it's just it's very strange just turning on the game and opening it up and and seeing tom brady at the helm of a starship um, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> That's very weird. Um, you know, we've just spent 40 minutes talking about Mass Effect. I know. I was going to stop you at some point soon. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we did. That's okay. Um, I've been playing uh, Genshin Impact. It's very good. Uh, great game. Uh, you know, don't don't fear it because it's a gotcha. It's free and you can free to play it. It's great. Um, play it on PC, though. It's much better than on phone. Uh, How does that even work on phone? Like, I know, like, it, it works. But... Oh, there's, like, so basically, like, there's a little uh, thumb pad on your left, and you you move your character around just by, like, kind of, uh, think of it like a like a, like a a PlayStation joystick, right? Like, you just kind of mm-hmm. move your thumb, and it, it, it goes in the direction that you're moving your thumb, that, you know, your thumb is pressing on the circle. And then on the other side, there's just a bunch of buttons, essentially, that you're pressing for, you know, your specials and stuff like that. For attacking, there's a particular button. Um, if you have an archer, you can set the game to auto-aim, which is uh, helpful. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's just it's different. It's just a different game. I mean, I, I um, understand why games have to have to have those mobile modes for the. Well, uh, certainly a gotcha yeah. game. Like, I mean, this is that is where they make most of their money, um, and I, I certainly don't blame them for that. But the the I will say like the the um, the game itself is far beyond like just a gotcha. It's it's a much like Arknights is like a legitimately good tower defense game with like a fun story. Um, Genshin Impact is like legitimately a very good action RPG. Um, and, you know, could be like if you could get all the characters for free, it could easily be like a $50 uh, action RPG you purchase. Like it's, it's quite good. Um, so I would play it. Go ahead and play it. You're not going to have to spend any money uh, if you don't want to. Um, you know, it, it, it's perfectly easy to play free. Cool. Um, all right, let's get to the news. Yeah, so um, Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty's out. Yeah, I've been seeing stuff about that. Um, sounds like uh, sounds like our old buddy Reagan's at it again. Yeah, it's um, I've I haven't bought it. I've I've watched the campaign. It seems like I I follow a couple Call of Duty players. Um, I have a couple of friends, and we talk we talk about it. Uh, the reception to Call of Duty Black uh, Black Ops Cold War has been quite muted. Um, it sounds like they didn't ship it with a lot of content. Oh, um, yeah, well, that that doesn't surprise me, actually, as much as I, it should. Um, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have guessed that when it was um, <laughs> when it was shipped initially. I would have thought that they'd ship it with content. Yeah. But, so I mean, it makes sense insofar as like, you know, uh, um, that's kind of how stuff is this year. Um, yeah. Well, and also how like the. the um, Black Ops, uh, the last Black Ops, the the four, the, um, yeah, yeah, four was just the didn't even have a campaign. It, I mean, it, it, yeah, it had like sort of like gestures towards like an overworld, yeah. effectively, but like yeah, no campaign. Um, uh, and and they were just like, yeah, you, you guys don't really want this, do you? Like, you guys, you guys love the 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 versus stuff. Just eat that slop up. Yeah, That's, you know, so doesn't doesn't shock me as a result. Yeah. So in Cold War, there's there's only eight maps, which is small. Uh, a small number of maps for Call of Duty at launch. Uh, Absolutely, and, yeah. No, that that surprised. And me. apparently, six of those eight maps were already in the beta. So when people, you know, when the game went live, there were only two new maps for players to see, um, and two of those maps are just like chopped down versions of their larger battlefield type mode. Um, armored assault or something, whatever it's called, uh, mm-hmm. combined combined arms is what it is what that that mode is called. So they're just um, you know they're, they're reusing assets like that already across game modes and in modes where those maps weren't really designed to be used. Um, oh, that's a shame. The campaign is maybe five hours long, mm-hmm. um, which is it's pretty short. Like you can if you really bust ass, you can probably get through the campaign in two and a half hours. Um, that's, that's like, I mean, it, and it's, it's, it's weird. Cause like, you know, that isn't the insult it used to be after, um, after Titanfall 2, yeah. right. Where like, you can, you can look at a, you can look at a shooter and be like, yeah, look, it has like a five hour campaign, but it's one of the best campaigns you will ever play in like a, in a shooter. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I'll, I'll try it. Um, and the, the, and you tell me the multiplayer is good too. Great. I'm in. Uh, and that's how you know a game like Titanfall two gets like a uh, a cult following. But 
boy, you, I don't know. Like if you if you make like a two and a half hour boring single player and only eight maps, I, this this one doesn't feel like it's gonna be uh, coming back uh, around into like a a winner. They, well, they're 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 committed apparently to doing a huge amount of post release content um, stuff, and I don't think you have to buy a season pass for it, which is good. Um, because, you know, yeah, saying that, uh, oh, oh, the stuff that should have been there at launch, you can buy for free, uh, well, not buy for free, uh, buy from us, um, as, as the live service, uh, tale of this game extends, uh, would be quite bad for, uh, like, yeah, they wouldn't, I mean, that would, that would go over like a lead balloon. Like, I, I mean, the, the gaming gamers are completely whipped. Like they're, they're happy to, you know, let the companies tell them exactly uh, where to stick it. But like, well, they also, they're not that they way. also complain a lot is the thing. They so do here's complain the thing. A lot, like, and they, they might stop buying the game after that. Like if, if, if they pulled that with a call of duty and we're just like, yeah, this is, this game's trash. Um, we're, we'll charge you to fix it. I could see that leading to people being like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with this one. Yeah. I mean, this certainly lead to them being done with cold war. Uh, maybe they come back for the next installment. But the thing was like modern warfare, 2019 spent, its big thing was it spent millions of dollars in consulting money and development to make the guns look and feel like the best gun porn guns that money could buy with the correct sounds, the correct, like, the, 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 the models of the hands doing the correct chuk, chuk, stuff chuk, chuk, chuk. with the yeah, with the charging yeah. handles and the, you know, and cocking it correctly and checking the gun correctly and the... Emphasis on cock. And the, um, and the you know, the... the uh, the magazine releases all being in the right place when the gun gets reloaded. And all they did with all that huge expenditure of money was make it so that what gamers would look at them doing, going back to doing things normally in Cold War and saying, hey, why aren't these guns as good as they used to be? Because <laughs> they're not, obviously. Like, these are just right. – this is, this is how they usually do it. The guns uh, – you know the the submachine gun looks like a submachine gun. They, they've got like the thing with the Cold War that um, Black Ops does is since the games take place in like the '60s and '70s and '80s, the the guns are allowed to look a lot more beat up than yeah sure uh, like the the tactical gun porn guns from Modern Warfare are allowed to look. Uh, so you've got like straps everywhere and like you know wireframe stocks and you know. Shit, yeah, shit sure. carved onto the uh, to the furniture of the rifles, um, but like I mean, uh, you know, it's. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like there there's a there's a version of of like gamer critique where it's like okay, like this is baked in. They're going to complain about the stuff we gave them last time that we didn't give them this time. They're going to like they're going to gripe about the fact that like it's not perfect. Like we can expect this from our audience, but like I don't feel like Call of Duty has the same. Um, cachet or the same not cachet because it definitely has cachet yeah. not the same um not the same level of forgiveness in its fan base that it had uh say like two or three years ago yeah like i feel like there's a world where call of duty is not a thing anymore and i wouldn't i wouldn't have guessed that that would be possible two or three years well ago. that's what happens when Fortnite and um um these battle royale games come along Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, you're right. And they've they've adapted to the to the realities of uh, the battle royale future pretty well with the Warzone mode. Um, and of course, Warzone wasn't in 
uh, Cold War at launch. I don't think it's rolled out yet. Like it's, it, I think it's rolling out next week, week after. Uh, and there's very, still very bad choice. <laughs> there's still questions about whether it's going to run in the modern warfare engine or in the Cold War engine, and that is actually an important difference because Cold War took out some of the cool, like all right, so like you can in modern warfare you can sort of stick to cover surfaces and lean around them if that makes sense mm. so that you you yeah, that sure. you stay in cover and can shoot around a wall sort of without revealing your whole body cold war doesn't have those mechanics in it so what's going to happen is is the new season of warfare just going to remove features or, or is it going to keep or is the cold war content that goes into warzone going to be going into an older engine like, because huh. that mismatch just doesn't work either way. Like, boy, you're damned if you do, yeah. you're damned if you don't. As far as that goes, like, there's there's no good way out of yeah. that. Um, and that's what they're going to be. That's the problem they're going to have moving forward. As long as warfare is this ongoing thing that is still tied to, uh, allegedly tied to these individual releases that aren't the same game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they need to. I mean, I, I think like it's funny. They need to. They need to make the move that Rainbow Six made. And, and just like and do it like just be like okay we rainbow six is one game now forever we're not doing new ones yep and like it it worked and it would work for call of duty too if they're just like okay we're like we're a brand now just go play call of duty on steam like just find call of duty it's it's one game but i don't i don't see them doing that. Well, call of duty is like, on battle.net oh yeah sorry which is interesting because that makes this easier not harder like because you've you've got the live service platform, you've got um, basically the way because that's the way that Blizzard is doing stuff now. Um, is this you know overarching live service for every? I want to say Des Destiny's on there too, and Destiny is on that model. Um, yeah. Although Destiny is on Steam, Destiny is everywhere, of course. Um, and it's doing better than ever. Yeah. As a result, like Destiny Two is doing great, and like the the. Actually, I don't know if that's true. No, it, it, it is. I mean, they don't like the new expansion because... Um, well, no one likes the new expansion. Yeah. Um, When's the last time? I think the last time was like the, the third expansion in Destiny 3, the one they've been milking for a while, and everyone was like, this is sweet. The last expansion everyone liked was the one where they killed the shitty robot that Nathan Fillion Yeah, 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 yeah. The, that's the one I was talking about, the one where they killed Cade. Yeah. The one where they killed Nathan and uh, Fillion. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I, I it, it's just, it's funny because, like... I don't know. Like, it's funny because you'd think a franchise like Call of Duty would be able to see, like, someone in there would be able to see, like, hey, listen, like, I'm not saying, like, this isn't a defense of, like, big corporations making games or, like, a an argument that, like, oh, there has to be a smartest person in the room who sees all this stuff. Like, obviously, that's, that's all fantasy and, you know, uh, whatever. That's capitalism telling itself a story. We all know that. But, like, it, I just, like, I don't, the one thing big, monstrous franchises are good at is seeing where the money comes from and then following it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they didn't see what they had with um, Warzone. And they were just like, okay, like, and I mean, this was what everyone was kind of like, everyone who liked the story modes, I guess, on, and Call of Duty games was worried about. They were like, ah, oh, geez, this Warzone thing is super successful. We're never getting a story again. But like, there aren't a lot of people who like the story. No. Like, most people complain about having to do it and just want to play multiplayer. Like, I don't know why they couldn't look at that and say, like, okay, we got to do – we just got to do Warzone. Like, forget the rest of it. Don't even worry about it. Just pump, pump money into this 
it's printing us money. It's weird to me. Like I don't I don't care one way or the other if Call of Duty lives or dies, but like it is weird. You know, like it's just strange. The thing is, I think Call of Duty is kind of unique in that there is a huge pro scene around its deathmatch mode. Like because mm-hmm. that that yeah, was that was there before um, the battle royale st- stuff got popular. It's probably going to be there after the battle. But see, the thing is, we can't but, say the battle keep, royale stuff is going away now. It's it's now that's been subsumed into the key features. But do both. Like, there's no reason you can't do both. Yeah. This is like again, like it's the it, R six doesn't really have battle royale or like deathmatch exactly. But like you know in r6 you can play you can play terrorist hunt you can play you know a regular sort of ranked match and you know terrorist hunts more of like a like a uh a, a warm-up thing or whatever but like it is an entirely different mode that exists within that game it's nested into the game don't they have zombies now in that uh they did for a while in like an update but not i don't i don't know actually i haven't looked at it in a little while so maybe but like they then they'll do like little updates where there are like kind of zombie-ish things or new stuff going on or whatever like you know you have to defuse bombs or they have different modes and they're not huge or anything but the 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 vision is there you know in 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 vitro perhaps but like the vision's there to be like yeah we have a robust deathmatch and a robust uh uh battle royale mode here like i don't i don't know why they can't just like do both if they're not focusing on a single player and, and if there's any if there's any devs out there who want to tell me why that is the case please i'd, I'd love to hear it but like i just i just don't get it it's baffling to me yeah well a thing with with cold war that is cold war specific is that there was um there were production issues, and we're talking capital P, capital I. There was a, a um, there was a report that development for Cold War actually got taken away from one of the uh, Activision studios that was supposed to be handling. I think it was Sledgehammer is the name of that studio. They had to okay. take they had to take the project away from Sledgehammer or whichever studio it was, and give it to Treyarch, who was supposed to who, who wasn't on cycle. Because tra- what happens is they've got um, like three studios. Uh, some of whom's names escape me. Uh, but the idea is that one of these studios is releasing a game each year, and the studios themselves are releasing on a three-year cycle. So the uh, so you get one Call of Duty every year, but it's made by a different studio each time until it repeats. Yeah. And Treyarch got, you know, got stop-lost, basically, back into the fight a bit earlier than they thought they were going to be. They got pushed mm-hmm. on an accelerated schedule. Um to do what sounds a lot like cleaning up somebody else's mess. Um, and that could possibly explain the lack of content and Cold War's launch. Uh, like, the campaign has this side mission thing, like, where you're obviously supposed to be able to do... Um, and, and this is, like, you know, something a lot of campaigns have done in the past where they take the multiplayer maps, and they, take the, they use those multiplayer maps to uh, generate some really light... Um, Fair, some really easy on dev time, uh, semi-procedurally generated missions, right? You take the multiplayer map, you throw some enemies on it for players to shoot, you give them a very basic objective, uh, and you, you know, you, you pad, you know an extra two hours into your campaign, let's say. And, but, like, who's going to complain about that? Like, that's what's weird to me. Like, why don't they have stuff like that? Well, in they there? do is the thing, but there's only two of them. Like, they've got oh. six extra, they've got six to eight multiplayer maps, but they've only got the two actual side missions in the campaign. And it makes, it yeah. feels like they, this was something where they wanted to have more of these side missions. They just didn't have the time. 
for the resources okay. to put well, them in. Well, I mean, I get it then. I mean, that makes sense. I just – I guess like what I don't get is why – why does Call of Duty think they are we, – we need to get on to the next thing. But why does Call of Duty think they're still a game every year Madden-style franchise when like clearly they need to adapt? Like they're, they're something different. Now. Yeah. Like it feels like it feels like someone trying to still be like a like a primetime sitcom. Yeah. Well, I mean, frankly, Madden hasn't been Madden for. Well, five, yeah, it's ten it's years, just yeah. the it's the it's the easy easy reference. Yeah. But yeah, Assassin's Creed's the better right. example at this point. Like Assassin's Creed is the only game that people are like, oh yeah, there's going to be an Assassin's Creed basically every year, every two. And years. even they like took and a year off recently, it. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I think there was a year between Odyssey and. Uh, not Odyssey. Uh, yeah, Odyssey was the last the, one. Whatever the one was. Okay, uh, then yeah. Odyssey and Valhalla. Um, yeah, yeah, Valhalla, right. Um, but that might have also been because of the, the gen stuff, the next gen yeah. stuff. But in any case, like the – it just – I don't get why – it, it, it probably is just old people up at the top wanting to – wanting desperately to hang on to their old success. But like – Man, this is it. Like, if they don't get with the times, it's really it could like literally cost one of the biggest franchises. <laughs> like, yeah. everything. It's very strange. I mean, I won't be entirely too sad to see no, like, one of the fine. biggest purveyors of uh, uh, American nationalism in the video game industry. Yeah, make it go, make it go away. I'm happy Each for that it. Shit, like, but, it's yeah. fantastic. But at the same point, like, very weird. Very weird for someone who grew up when we did and saw video games, like. Expand as we did and saw, like, the height of the Call of Duty empire, right? Yep. Uh, All right. Games Awards nominations. Um, yeah, Jeff Keeley, He's in the house again. Jeff Keeley's in your house. Get out. Get out now. I, I always think he's like Keira Knightley's brother or something when I see his name. <laughs> that name does not look like it should be said Jeff Keeley. Um Sorry, Jeff, if you're listening. You're not. Um, yeah, if Jeff Keeley's listening, uh, that definitely apologize to him. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – the Games Awards are coming around. I'm not sure, like, how much anyone gives a shit about these still. Like, we've been – people have been trying to make the Games Awards happen for, uh, like, a decade now. When, when, when did we start getting, like, the, the obvious attempts to make a gamer – Oscars or a gamer Emmys. Oh boy! Like that's like that's like early G four shit, right? Yeah, there's been like there's been that kind of stuff for quite a while. I, I'm trying to think of when the when the first one of those would have been. Um, like 2008, maybe. I, yeah, G four stuff for sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that was basically the whole thing. I, I, there was even stuff like, I think probably like egm or like nintendo power or whatever like tried to do some sort of like games award thing like even if it was half a joke like mm -hmm. yeah i don't know like i i think you're talking you're right in, in identifying it as g4 like you know maybe maybe playstation 2 era yeah i want to say that now there's not like spike tv has the rights to broadcast oh, this shit now there you go yeah 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 um tnn Back when it was TNN. Yeah. Uh, so right now, the, the big one is just called the Games Awards, the Game Awards. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously, there's going to be a live stream of it this year uh, instead of like a big studio production because of COVID. Um, Not a big loss. The big studio production, the only good thing was the uh, the uh, the dev from um, – uh, oh, I can never remember her name um, – uh, from uh, – Ghostline Tokyo, yeah. um, coming up and accepting award and being very cool. 
or giving like uh, uh, announcing a, a category and being extremely cool. Like yeah. that's that was it. That was the that was the highlight of the entire live thing. I, not nothing else was useful. Yep. Um. Oh, I guess the you know the the, the disco Elysium. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That was they funny. were fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just I'm looking at this list and it's like. Man, this has been a down. I don't want to say it's a down year for games, but it's certainly a down year for the kind of games that, that get these. The games yeah, awards. that get these awards. Um, I saw your tweet about uh, the Last of Us. Yeah, that it was like a hateful, miserable slug. Uh, it's that was well, well made, but had no. Love yeah, it was in it. well. That's like, what yeah, I said. It's well, it's correct. well made, but it's not good. Uh, and honestly, yeah. reviewing these lists um, is the first time I had thought about that game. Uh, since it was released, that game yeah, came and it went. Like it was some of the games. Like I, uh, a buddy of mine was doing trivia, and one of the the questions was about uh, nominees for the games awards. And boy, was I surprised! But like, I was shocked that it was such a. And I mean, people really like this game, so like, I get it, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I was shocked that Ghost of uh, Sushima is on there. Yeah, was is on there like that i feel like in a lot of years that would not that, yeah that on. in a lot of years ghost of tsushima is a game that gets uh it, it shows up in best art direction and yeah that's, yeah like it's it it's a it's a it's a yeah it's a forget it's a forgettable thing like it's like okay yeah that that one came out but it, it's a there's just too much it's happening. an uneven game with a couple really really strong facets to sell it the art direction um that Otherwise, is you know just a game that came out, you know, and here like all right, let's read the uh, the game of the year nominees are Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Nintendo. That came out. That was like like January, right? Yeah, that just made it into this um, year. Doom Eternal, which uh, was not Marchish, yeah. But the fun, the game. Final Fantasy VII remake, um, Ghost of Tsushima. Hades, obviously. obviously, and The Last of Us Part Two. I feel like this is the year Hades could win. No, I mean, it, could sweep. I, we know Last of Us Two is actually going to be the game that wins here, but it's the game. Of course, it's the, it's the year Hades should win. It, it's it's very interesting that they're like we've 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 somehow come upon another year where it's like, oh yeah, like maybe this indie should should actually do way better than any of the other ones like like uh like happened with and not just like in our circles yeah. like obviously i think i think uh you know i think scott benson's games or josh lawyer's game like whoever's making an indie game uh you know the, the, our friends at um uh our friends who made um, well, josh sawyer now uh, works Wiles. for microsoft so i don't i'm not sure he yeah, counts josh as, sawyer, as indie josh sawyer doesn't really count but like <laughs> Although I guess like his tabletop yeah, pillars yeah. game is going to be indie in a certain sense, and that no one from Microsoft is going to uh, <laughs> shill for yeah. it. But the um, uh, you know like uh, our friends, our friends who who work on worked on Outer Wilds, uh, like um, Hypnospace Outlaw. Like there's a ton of games uh, that, and people who have come on this show to talk about those games. That like yeah, every year I'm like, well, that's actually to me the game of the year. Like that's this indie game like that didn't get as much fanfare, but is like either it's extraordinarily well written or has the best mechanics of the year that's my game of the year but like i feel like since undertale maybe there hasn't been a year where it's like oh actually this like micro game mm-hmm. uh is is probably going to be the the game of the year not that hades is a micro game but y- you know what yeah I mean. and it, well the thing is that like um what we're kind of alighting is that hades was also a smash hit just a massive yeah, hit huge. across all demos 
Um, so many people who like don't care about video games are playing games. Yeah, like it just immediately, like it's probably the best roguelite ever made. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's there's obviously going to be arguments over that, but it's not. It's far from an insane position to hold. Um, and that, I yeah, I don't know what you'd say would be a slam dunk against. Like it. you're looking at um, maybe Dead Cells. Which was yeah, I mean Dead Cell. I I I'm a huge Dead Cells partisan. I I don't like. I haven't played Hades yet, but I I don't see anything about Dead Cells that would make it explicitly better than Hades. Yeah. And 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 in fact, a lot more that kept people out. Whereas people were actually getting into Hades, who I never would have thought would like Rogue. Yeah. Well, the thing about Dead Cells is it just has no real interest in doing the story stuff at all. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 and this and it's the parts, just a bunch points, of like snide French. Yeah, yeah, the parts where it does do like, like I, I sort of wish like the lore shit wasn't in the game because the only yeah. stuff that's in the game are these like weird things that were obviously inserted by the devs, not by writers. Yeah, um, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think anyone like even the most partisan Dead Cells person will tell you that it's like a kind of a crappy story. Yeah. But like, because it's not the point. Yeah, like yeah. it is. Yeah, it's I, I, the the fact that the fact that Supergiant was were, were able to make like just a pitch perfect roguelite. I mean, that studio making a pitch perfect game is a uh, uh, you know I, as as you'd say in if we were covering the NFL the not the NFL uh, as we as we would say if we were covering the NBA that's a problem. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a problem. Yeah. Um, and you know, Supergiant's sort of been fucking around. I, oh, that's an insult to their games, but like the last two games they've made have been very niche products. Uh, yeah, Pyre, they've been more experimental. Yeah, Pyre was like a three v three, not quite basketball game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was different. And Transistor was sort of a turn based, like tactics type game that also just like didn't land fully with me. Um, it was very slow, um, mm-hmm. but I love, I love the atmosphere, love the narrative in both. Um, and, but Hades was just, okay, here, we're going to do, here's the bread, here's the butter, here's the ro- the best roguelite, um, combat gameplay basically ever made. Uh, like the, the way that game plays is fantastic. It's like, like they, they, they took the weapon design that was so great from Bastion uh, we've talked about Hades. I don't need to sell Hades again on this on this program. Um, I, I've I've it's done good. it like three or four times already. So I, I think being very very uh, concerned. Yeah. So like Hades for me is the clear game of the year. But I think you know games like The Last of Us Two sort of they just win game of the like, year. They are that's just how it goes. It's sort of like the Oscars when you make a movie that is designed to win Oscars. Uh, the, wins Oscars. Yeah, the, the Last of Us 2 is a game that is designed to win Game of the Year awards. I mean, look, Red Dead Redemption 2 is not the Game of the Year, but it won Game of the Year. Like, I, I, I And honestly, it, the, re- the reaction to The Last of Us 2 was basically a bunch of reviewers talking themselves into liking the experience. Right. Um, in a fashion, and to, a fa- to a degree that makes me... Completely certain that they're just going to vote for it for whoever whoever actually does the the the, the voting on these things. I'm not actually sure how uh, entirely it works. opaque. Yeah, to me. Um, I've never tried to learn though. So um, that could be my problem. The yeah, this is this seems like a, a situation where Last of Us is going to clear Game of the Year, best game direction, probably best narrative, um, 
probably lose best art direction. That's where someone else mm-hmm. will be allowed to, to touch something. Uh, Hades. Yeah, Hades is going to win best score in music because far and away it has the best score in the music. Oh, fucking Last of Us Two is 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 nominated here as well. Sure, whatever. I haven't. I I have only watched a couple streams of The Last <laughs> of Us Two. I'm sure maybe the music in that is actually fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and because my only exposure to the music is that Ellie plays the guitar a little bit. Um, best audio design. Um, Last of Us Two is going to take that. Resident Evil Three makes its like one appearance on the list in the audio design. Oh. I've forgotten that everyone had forgotten that Re- that Resident Evil Three had come out this year. Um, or Resident Evil Three. Uh, you know, best performance is probably going to be. Uh, they've got, Last of Us has two nominees in best performance, <laughs> both Abby and Ellie. That actresses. seems unfair. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it, ultimately, like who? I, I don't know. The nominations are more interesting than the than the the actual winners because, like, the nominations yeah. at least we can get mad at who got snubbed, right? Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like, who cares who wins the game awards? Like, I. It, it's very hard to get myself to yep. care about this stuff. I mean, it's sort of like a, an industry bellwether for what people respect, but eh. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I mean, and the thing is, like, it, it's it's funny because, like, uh, the, the lead actor from Miles Morales makes it on here in Best Performance. That game is nowhere else on this list because they were just – they were looking – they needed somebody um, – to fill out the bottom of this best performance list uh, because, like, I've played a lot of these games. I'm not – like, the guy who plays Jin Sakai, uh, Daisuke uh, Mm. Suji is his name, he does a good job. He's not, like, in a a, a regular year with a regular number of of high-profile releases, which we didn't have this year. Um, Nope. He is not a guy I'd be envisioning getting, like, the game's version of the Best Actor Award. I certainly wouldn't have two people from The Last of Us on here. And, uh, you know, as much as I love Hades, the Hades guy being on here as well, like, the the guy who voice acts (laughs) Hades, it's a very weird list, and it feels like it's composed of uh, of performances – that are there because they weren't able to find actually great performances this year in video games. Like, I, there's no, yeah. there's no um, Jennifer Hale as Shepard in the, mm-hmm. in these in these uh, games. Um, I mean, the, the ultimately, like, I think the um, yeah, I, I think like basically you're seeing what uh, what we saw in a lot of sports in, in terms of like COVID years being just weird mm-hmm. and like and, and not. Typically not satisfying in the same way, but, like, even if they're satisfying in the same way, just, like, very strange. I also think that we're going to see the same thing that happened in sports happen here, where, like, no one treats this as a weird year. It just ends up being treated as, like, a totally normal situation. Yeah. Um, no one no one is putting a check mark or, like, an asterisk next to any of the championships that were won in baseball or basketball. No one will put one in football. And no one will do that in games either. We'll, we'll just We'll just go on pretending that this was like essentially normal yep um hey, that's okay i mean I, I that sounds like i'm just like i'm bemoaning something i i don't know like i don't i don't know what else we should do other than <laughs> just pretend stuff's normal um doesn't seem like there's any like better thing to do yep um what else do we got here we could probably just wrap on that i mean we, uh, let's let's do quick hits um uh, Twitch is getting some some crackdowns, uh, which the funniest thing about this, this will be my thing to say on this. The funniest thing about this was uh, 
uh, what's it called? Uh, Cyberpunk saying that they are going to have a a Twitch streaming yeah. mode where you don't have copyrighted music. Yeah. Very funny. As as someone, I think it might have been Chris Person. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it might. I know it was Ben. Pack. It was uh, Ben. Yeah, Ben Pack. Yeah, it was Ben Pack from from Giant Bomb. Said um, <laughs> so. There's nothing more cyberpunk than uh, intellectual property law. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's um, a common feat. That it's something that's becoming more and more common. Um, I believe that uh, call that Cold War has this happen automatically because they, of course, license all kind of music. So you've got uh, Magic Carpet Rock. The game, uh, Cold, uh, Cold War's campaign is basically you get MK Ultrad again. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all the campaigns of those games are about a main character who gets subjected to like acid trippy mind control. So you've, obviously you've got a uh, magic carpet ride from Steppenwolf sure. in that game. And but when you like listen to it on stream or like watch someone stream of it, it that gets cut out. Yeah. Um, and. Probably, I think, automatically now to avoid, you know, Twitch strikes. Uh, because the, these huh. things are just getting obscene, like, because the RAI, the the rights holders are making strikes of stuff like sirens and glass breaking. Hmm. Like, stuff from, like, Foley artist work. Like, Wilhelm like, screams. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're, doing, they're striking based on sound effects. Like, you can't turn off this like it's one thing to like yell at a streamer because they started playing like uh, a top 40 radio hit uh during their during their um you know slay the spire run or something but if you're gonna strike the, their account every time like a siren happens because the siren yeah, is copyright, you may as well just end twitch yeah. at that point um so yeah that's all that's all very silly and if it if it runs i i think you're absolutely right in, in saying it's a lot like the 90s in in that way it, it feels very 90s if it runs that way basically uh the big the big powers will get together and find some way that they can all make money yep. um but we'll see some sort of worse version of it all uh that you know you still have twitch you still have intellectual property not neither of those things goes away and and you know somehow you're poorer for both um uh, and and uh, lastly, uh, let's just say uh, new Demon Souls. Yep. I'm not liking the look. I like it. I, I will. Oh, I'll get it back. You're a more. rube. Nope. Uh, I thought the original game looked like shit. You're um, wrong. I, I got That's it when it point. came out. Um, I played it when it came out. I don't think I beat it when it came out because I was bad at video uh, utter, games. Uh, utter, utter, uh, utter fool. Yeah. Uh, th- Shocked you know, at you. I think the remake looks really good. I think they did a great job with it. Um, if you, if you want it to look like muddy nonsense, there's filters for that. Um, good, good. I'm just going to play it on, uh, emulator yeah. on my computer. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm just going to play my PS3 copy, which I, I do have. So I'm, I'll just do that. I don't even have to do the illegal. Yeah. Thing. Are there servers still up for, for the original Demon's Souls? No. Is this done? Yeah. I, I played, I played, uh, as the servers died, which was one of the coolest video game experiences. Like I was playing through it. I got to the part where there was the. The, the 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 kind of there's like a king or a judge or I, I can't remember what his actual role a monk mm-hmm. the a, old a monk, monk. Uh, yeah the old monk who has a, a an NPC uh, either an NPC summon. Uh, fights you or yeah. or they summon another player as the boss but um yeah the, there were a bunch of people just posting messages like I'm crying or like um you know like is this the end or whatever like you know whatever whatever standard message expressed despair the best out of the demon souls messages it was great um and like they just spammed all the common areas with it it was like uh it was like being in the apocalypse it ruled um 
but uh but yeah no they don't have servers up anymore so i mean if you want to play the the real experience i guess until uh they get the um uh until they get the uh um emulation servers up which i, I think is only a matter of time uh you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be playing the blue point version and, and i don't know I'll, was, I'll i'll wait it was i'll wait to commit my disgust until i actually see it in action i've but been watching I, obviously i haven't played it because it's on ps5 and there are like six ps5s that have actually been delivered to non um you know streamers or uh you know hype people right. in this country um but I've, I've been watching people stream it and it is incredibly faithful to the point where i wonder if like sony actually had the source code to demon mm. souls 3 and handed it to blue point because like the you know the shitty gargoyle ai that's mm -hmm. it, it it's in there like it is the shitty oh. gargoyle ai is 100% in there the man eater fight is as much of a piece of shit uh aggravating rng nonsense battle as it used to be um mm. all the skips are still in there you can still do that that you can still you know put your take off all your armor and do that wall hop in um the Shrine of Storms that basically lets mm -hmm. you skip the uh, the big demon fight at the at the beginning and go straight to the um, the adjudicator. Um, oh, that's funny. All of it, like everything, like the only changes they've really made is that you can omnidirectionally roll instead of rolling in one of the four cardinal directions, which was oh, that's a nice. big piece of it was it was a big problem with with uh, Demon Souls to begin with, uh, and you know. And obviously, they've 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 made some art style changes. Like the art style changes are the only changes they've made. Period. Uh, it is one hundred percent that game. Uh, it to, huh. a, to 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 a degree that's scary. Like this, like obviously it it looks and plays and I I don't know how I I don't know how it feels obviously. But watching people play it, uh, you've got people who were you know whose careers are basically I play Souls game on the internet for people. Um, being able to breeze through the game because all the items are where they remembered them being. All the uh, the strats they used previously all still work in the exact same ways. Uh, there are some different animations, but the animation timing is exactly the same. So while it looks mm -hmm. like you're doing a different move, it's like the one the the R two uh, attack from the like the one handed sword class still lands in the exact same times that you'd expect it to. Um, so you don't actually have to relearn muscle memory or anything. The only thing that's that's going to be difficult for a Demon Souls veteran coming in is that the attack animations for the enemies have changed. So you might need to relearn some of your parry timing. Um, but because mm. but the timing isn't actually different is the thing. Like it's you know the the animation is different. So you need to learn when in the new animation the correct timing is is hitting. Um, you know it, you can still it, it's it's very impressive. Um, all those bosses, all those boss encounter designs are still as funny and, and bad and gimmicky as they used to be. Um, you know, you just nice. sit sit in the shrine of. Uh, uh, you can still put on the uh, the thief ring and beat the old hero without actually trying. <laughs> uh, you can. You, there's still that 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 fight with the storm king where you get that sword and you zap him a bunch. It's great. Huh. Nice. I'm. I mean, that's great. I. I love the fact that that. Uh, 
I love the fact that we are getting a, a, a faithful remake. That's great. I didn't know that. That's um, still not a fan of the aesthetic all the way, but I, I'm, I'm pleased. That's great. Well, John, we've gone on quite a yeah. while. People are furious with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Um, um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you for being no here. No problem. I've enjoyed episode one of our Mass Effect podcast. I'm looking forward to uh, next week when we will do episode two of our Mass Effect podcast. <laughs> Absolutely excited about how we are uh, ripping off Giant Bomb way too late. Yep. Um, all right. Let's get out of here. All right. Talk to you Bye. soon. Bye.